as we delight in the wit of composer Camille Saint-Saëns, listening to his grand zoological fantasy, The Carnival of the Animals, it's as if we're encountering his musical menagerie uh, in succession, animal by animal, procession of the lion, the march of the lion, the fish swimming around in the aquarium, kangaroos hopping, and so much more. And we take pleasure from recognizing that as we hear a series of eighth notes on the piano, we are hearing the hopping of a kangaroo, for instance. With or without narration, the piece is more of a pageant for these various creatures to entertain and delight rather than offering any grand moral of the story, lifting our spirits most definitely rather than raising our consciousness in any way. Composer Federico Longo surely wants to delight and entertain us, but in the musical journey he has created, he calls on the power of music to draw us into a mythical sphere inhabited by a creature that's not human. And it's where we may be touched and even transformed as we travel with this magical creature we meet named Notte di Luce, Night of Light. We're told the scene takes place inside the theater. An elderly lady with sweet and maternal features accompanies two children to a stage, sits down, and begins to tell a fascinating and mysterious story. After a few moments, the children turn to look at the stage. With great astonishment, they see the characters materialize and the story unfold. The children watch in amazement, listening from time to time to the comments of the old woman who acts as a link in the scenic succession of all ten scenes. During the unfolding of the story, Night of Light will make a real inner journey, at the end of which she will have reached a different state of consciousness. Before the last scene, the old woman will tell the two children to close their eyes and look for Night of Light in their hearts. The children will find themselves as adults on either side of the stage and will then enter the world of Night of Light by dancing with her. Conductor, pianist, composer Federico Longo will be joined by musicians from Italy in a performance of his own work, Notte di Luce, composed in Cremona in Italy in June 2020. This work will lead us on a journey with Night of Light to a superior state of consciousness. The program will also feature mezzo-soprano Mariella Guarnera, who will perform works by Bach, Camille Saint-Saëns, Massenet, and Andrew Lloyd Webber. This is a concert that will take place this Monday, March 14th, at 7 in the evening at the First Presbyterian Church in Wilkes-Barre. The concert is presented in collaboration with World Artists' Experiences, 
and that's a non-profit organization designed to bridge people and cultures across the continents using the international language of the arts. Admission is free, and a reception will follow. We had a chance to talk with Michael Stratansky of the Slovak Heritage Society of Northeast Transylvania about this particular program and how various programs come to our area through world artists' experiences. Many years ago, some people may remember the name of Philip Tuhi and Trudy Czech. They were very much involved with not only starting the Slovak Heritage Society of Northeastern Pennsylvania, but also going back and forth. And our initial contacts were before the Velvet Revolution, when it was still under communism. And we did a lot of work with Matička Slovenska, which is sort of like the Slovak version of the great uh, museum that we have in Washington, the Smithsonian. So in one of those trips over there, they made a contact with the director of the Bratislava Conservatory. And then arrangements were made for the Bratislava Conservatory to send their concert choir over on a tour. And that was basically handled through the embassy. And they'll do a concert at the embassy, and then they will channel them through the Slovak cultural organizations, maybe a, a Slovak church. And we had them in Wilkesbury. And the concert was at St. Mary's, and we kept them at Jeanette's Hotel, and we fed them at St. Mary's. And one of my jobs was to sort of like be their mommy, daddy. I had to make the food and things like that. And it was really, really a lovely, lovely experience. So after a while, the World Artist Experience saw on our website that we had taken Slovak entertainers. So I was contacted then by Betty McGinnis, who is the director of World Artist Experience, and she is housed in Washington, and in, she lives in Annapolis, and sometimes it's back and forth. And she works with a lot of volunteers and working with embassies. See, a lot of the embassies have uh, a ministry of culture. Sometimes they have good budgets, and sometimes they don't. So if a group is going to come, she is let known that this is going to happen, and there might be some other organizations around the country. And if Betty can work them into one of her tours, then she does. See, World Artist Experience is a totally voluntary organization. No one is paid anything or anything of that sort. It's people who like doing things like this. You get a lot of reward. The experiences that I have had with people is phenomenal. And I have learned that no matter what country they're from, people are all alike. When I had the Maasai Warriors, I was with them for about five days, and I could have matched their personalities up with people that I knew. Same thing, exactly. Some really unique, funny stories that happened. We had a, a, a group of dancers from Egypt, and we took them out to Hillside Farms for ice cream. And that was after we had taken them to Ricketts Glen, and they walked the falls and things of that nature. They never saw so much cold, fresh water in their lives because they're used to the Nile and the desert. So I'm explaining to them that you have 30 flavors of ice cream and they were overwhelmed. They couldn't deal with it. They couldn't deal with it. So all they ordered was vanilla and chocolate because they were afraid. So <laughs> you get little, little things like that. Another time I had a Chinese group 
And when, when you have a group like that that's coming from a government that is more restrictive, they always send a watcher because the Egyptians had a watcher. Like he was more of a religious watcher. And then when the Chinese ballet company came, they had uh, a retired member of the Chinese diplomatic service. His career was spent in India, but now in his retirement, he was traveling with these groups, making sure that they behaved themselves and they weren't going to do anything. And when I first met him, he was very standoffish and sort of, you know, don't mess with me type of person. But by the end of the day, we understood that we were both grandfathers. We both had grandchildren that were taking piano lessons. And classical music is just as important over there as it is here. And talking about what my granddaughter was playing and what his granddaughter was playing, it was the same thing, you know. So people are the same no matter what. And when you get the arts involved. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So getting back to Slovak heritage and world artist experience, Betty asked us, this is the lady in Washington, she asked if we would be interested in sponsoring young artists, be they musicians, be they dancers, from other countries other than Slovakia. And I said, oh, of course, because young, young talent should be fostered anywhere. So we ended up having people from here and there and great experiences. And when we get these young people, I usually have to make all the arrangements because they come on a kind of visa that we cannot sell tickets. We cannot pay them. Everything that we do has got to be a free will offering, gratis, depending upon the kindness of people. We have to find housing for them. We would only put them up in a hotel if it was absolutely necessary because part of this program is that they come to America to experience Americans, to stay in an American home, to eat American food, and just sort of let Americans see who they are, you know, because any kind of interchange like that is good for everybody. So one of the things that I always have to do when we have a performance is I have to do my spiel and explain to the audience, you know, that we need your help, we need your support, and please, there's a basket when you're leaving because we have to pay for transportation, we have to pay for food, and any other expenses that go along with it. And with some of these large groups, the buses cost a fortune. It's okay if somebody's going to drive a small group in a, in a large van, that's not so bad. But uh, coming in May, I have uh, the Bratislava Voice Choir. That's 25 little boys from about 8, 9 years old up to about 13, 14, and about 8 adults. Most of the adults are young men that used to sing when they were younger, but now provide bass parts. And they're the chaperones, and they help take care of the little ones. So I have to find host families for all these little kids, and it, sh it should be all right. We've been able to do it, and the people that host them fall in love with them. They don't want to give them up because they are so charming. They speak English. We never have a problem with that. The Italians that are coming, of course, will speak English, so it's, it's, really, it's really never a problem. Is this the first one, Mike? since the COVID restrictions? Yes, yes, yes. The Bratislava Boys Choir were supposed to come, I guess it was about three years ago, and we were making the preparations. And the parents of the boys in Bratislava said, oh no, something is happening here, we're not going to do it. So we had already made all of our arrangements 
for where they were going to perform and who was going to take care of them. So then we had to just let it go by the wayside. So Betty was trying to get things going. What she was doing to keep the organization functioning, she was doing a lecture series. She would have a professor who was an expert on Egypt or mummies or something of that nature, and it was done on Zoom. So members and people that are involved with us could go on at a certain time, and then this would be done. So at that time also, where I was supposed to get a group from Israel, the woman was a jazz singer, a very renowned jazz singer in that part of the world. And then I think there were one or two comedians that were coming, and we were trying to find a venue and a sponsor for that. But then the COVID said that was going to be that. So this Italian group that is coming is the first one, and really a unique program that this is going to be. The main person is Maestro Federico Longo. Now, he is a composer, he is a conductor, and a very talented pianist. And this presentation for him is going to be rather unique. He requested a large screen, a video projector, a place for his laptop so that he can connect everything. And fortunately, First Presbyterian just put in a whole new sound system. Because as a lot of people know, First Presbyterian is celebrating their 250th anniversary. The church is older than the United States, which I think is just really, really unique. So we're we're doing that. We can accomplish that. Now, what Professor Longo is going to do is he is going to play music that he composed that will be played by one of his symphony orchestras that we will hear while he narrates pictures and the music is called Night of Light, and it, it tells a story about consciousness and becoming aware of, of certain environments, and it's really going to be rather unique. Now, his wife is a very interesting person. She is a mezzo-soprano. Her name is Mariella Guanara, and she has sung many, many roles in the biography information that I got. It's a whole long list of concert halls and opera houses all over Europe and Asia that she has sung and a whole list of all of her roles. She was Carmen in Carmen and Suzuki in Butterfly, you know, and a whole number of of other things. And she has also sung with Jose Carrera and Andre Bucelli when they need a female voice for something that they are doing. You know, so that should really be a unique thing to hear. Now, the other two musicians are a pianist and a violinist. Now, the pianist's name is Michel Fazio, and he graduated from some of the finest musical academies in Europe, a lot of first prizes. When he got his master's degree, he got the highest score in his competition that he was able to get. One of the unique things about His particular tour involves the Ukraine, which is a little bit poignant at the moment. He had played concerts in the Ukraine, and those concerts were held at the State Library in Kyiv. And it was sponsored by an organization called the Ukrainian National Tchaikovsky Academy of Music. And there's a whole long list of prizes that he has won, and first prizes, and the accomplishments. One of the newspapers when he was playing Chopin, said that he enchants. 
which I thought was a lovely, a lovely thing to say about anyone playing Chopin. You know that. That is so good. And the other young man is a violinist, and his name is Domenico Masello. He started taking violin lessons when he was five years old, made his debut with an orchestra at the age of 10, and graduated from the Duny Conservatory at the age of 17. And he did an awful lot of work with youth orchestras in Italy, and once again studied all over the place in Europe, won a competition in Sarajevo, Grand Prize Virtual International Music Competition in 2018 in London. And then there was a piece of music that they debuted at the Elgar Hall, at the Royal Albert Hall in London. And he plays a violin that was custom made for him. And that violin is called the Angel's Violin, which I think is sort of neat. And that violin maker was Angelo Andurelli. So... We are looking forward to having this this group. They're coming in on Monday around noon. We're going to give them lunch at First Prez, do our blocking, then let them rest for a while, change. Then we'll go back over to the church, have the concert. There'll be a reception afterwards. And Maestro said that they don't like to eat before. So we're going to take them to a very American restaurant after so it's going to be late but you do not take italians to american italian restaurants so we're taking them actually to a barbecue place so that should be sort of fun you know to see them struggling with ribs you know and things of that nature and then i have host families there's a couple in kingston that will be taking maestro and his wife i will have the chauffeur and probably the violinist staying with me and then a man from unico is going to take the other And I have to give Unico a plug because they were so enthusiastic about this whole thing. Uh, And one of them said, this is the kind of thing we should be doing as an organization that has an Italian background. And we were delighted. And one of the things that I like to see in people that I work with is that little bit of fire that you see in their enthusiasm, meaning that they really want to do this because they understand how important it is. All of this this interaction of people understanding one another. You know, on the uh, Viking River Cruise commercials, the gentleman who is always coming on, who's saying that you need to do this, you need to do this, it's hard work. But then he said there's nothing more educational than travel. Well, also, you would have to say there's nothing more educational than meeting people from all over the world. Michael Stratansky of the Slovak Heritage Society of Northeast Pennsylvania speaking with us about a concert this Monday evening at 7 in Wilkes-Barre at the First Presbyterian Church, 97 South Franklin Street, featuring conductor, pianist, and composer Federico Longo, who will be joined by violinist Domenico Maisiello and also pianist Michele Fazio and his wife, mezzo-soprano Mariella Guarnera. The instrumentalists will perform this work. It's titled Notte di Luce, Night of Light, and it is a ten-movement suite, different scenes telling the story of a character named just that, Night of Light, who goes through a transformation. Uh, transformation from being above it all, above the earthly world, 
but incarnating in a sense by the end and being able to dance with characters, children, and understanding what it means to be alive as a human being. And it's not an easy journey we'll find. It's not an easy journey, but it is a journey that will bear fruit. And we suspect that composer Federico Longo hopes that we will be part of that journey and feel something deep inside us as we experience not just the music, but also the images that will be projected on the scene and his narration. It's Notte di Luce by Federico Longo, musicians traveling from Italy to perform in Wilkes-Barre on Monday, March 14th at 7 in the evening at the First Presbyterian Church, 97 South Franklin Street, and the concert is presented in collaboration with World Artists' Experiences, and admission is free, a reception will follow, and you will also have a chance to hear the celebrated mezzo-soprano Mariella Guarnera, and she will perform works by Bach and Sanson's Massenet and Andrew Lloyd Webber. For more information, you're welcome to check the WVIA website, and that's wvia.org, wvia.org. The art scene calendar is at the bottom right of the homepage. Light slowly but gradually becomes excited to see that she can regain her strength. She is almost moved. She has now learned to sustain herself, and this gives her confidence in the future. The creature next to her begins to dance and invites her to do the same. At first, Night of Light is afraid. She had never thought that she would not be able to dance, and what had happened before frightened her. However, the strength of the dance takes over, and after a few moments, she dances with strength more, more than ever before. <laughs> 